welcome to Remolations. We're your hosts. I'm Mindy. And I'm Brooke. Remolations is a dream interpretation podcast where we read listeners' dreams. From nightmares to the just plain bizarre, join us as we give you our comedic interpretation of your fucked up REM cycle. This week we're reading a dream from South Africa that has to do with half glasses of water, red hallways, and marching bands. <laughs> we're also talking about grape stomping and drowning from wine. That's <laughs> what I do every weekend, day, week, month, year. We're also talking about American Airlines Flight 1420 and was sleep an issue in the tragedy. All right, bestie, let's get this episode started. Woo! Dive right in. The water's warm. <laughs> so I texted you. You said to text you to wake you up from, okay, you might have taken a nap, and instead you mm-hmm. declined my call and you tell me you're having a dance party because you had to <laughs> listen to the end of the song. So I have to ask, what was the song I was interrupting when I called? <laughs> I knew you were going to ask because I thought I'd be asleep. Um, it was Sign Seal Delivered by Stevie Wonder. Well, a, a I mean, song. And on. you have to understand this dance party is just me, too. When I say dance party, it's and, just me. And the cats. And the cats. Well, they get a little scared when I get into it they are like mama yeah, yeah. what is what, she why doing? are you doing you crazy yeah, mama why are you moving like that <laughs> i do apologize okay thank you for calling but i just i had to finish i song. get it <laughs> oh well we'll get into it later what okay. kind of crazy week you had but let's get started with some dreams yes yes please 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 you me who oh you? let's see i i can start <gasps> let's do it okay so this dream comes from Morney, and Morney's from Clerkstrop, South Africa. All right. South Africa in the house. Very cool. Yes. All right. I dreamed that I went to my ex-sister-in-law, Allison's house, which she was moving out of. Okay. They had opened a secret passage that led through <laughs> many rooms and eventually oh. to a large underground hall with red floors that radiated Ooh. a strange red glow and it slowed down my ability to walk. What? I hate those dreams where you can't move your legs. Like, it's the absolute I call worst. it the jello dreams where you're just like, uh, I can't. You call like, it jello dreams? I call it like um, <laughs> quicksand, like you're walking through quicksand. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be like. Yeah, like you're stuck. Like you're the you're the fruit stuck in the middle of the jello. <laughs> oh, and okay. banana just trying to get free but no do you like jello with fruit in it are you a fan do you sure. like jello i do okay. i do okay. i think it's i get like an you know like a little snack pack yeah it's a nice little it's like a little sweet treat i will say it because of my texture issue with the food i was gonna ask i like jello only if it has fruit in it oh plain jello no jello shots i'm out i will Gag Ooh, on that's a Jello got shot. The best filling of them all. <laughs> <laughs> the vodka. The vodka filling is my favorite. <laughs> I know, but I don't know for some reason. Wow. Well, that's. But too poor Morny here poor is um, walking through Jello down this red. It must be cherry Jello then. This red. It must be cherry or strawberry. <laughs> radiating red hallway. Okay. 
This is very specific, by the way, Morning, and yes. I appreciate it. I know Mindy's going to have a field day with all these colors. <laughs> I am. Okay, so now able to walk. Allison walked ahead of me, and I fell behind. Oh, hi, Allison. A marching band appeared. <laughs> mm-hmm. And as one would. As I was waving to Allison to call her, two of the marching band members waved back at me, but okay. in a mimicking way. Ooh. Ooh, I don't like snarky. This. I get a snarky feeling about those this damn one. snarky band I, kids. I don't like those snarky band kids, Mindy. <laughs> Just all the snark in the world. Okay. Mm-hmm. Allison walked out of the hall and back outside, but I couldn't escape. Uh-oh. The gates were locked. I climbed into a grandstand and fell asleep. <laughs> well. You do get tired sometimes. When you're walking through that cello, your legs just get really, really tired. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of muscle. So much work. It is. It's tough. It's exhausting. (laughs) I woke up, and there was someone sitting next to me. A man. There was a female with him. They spoke to me, but offered no way to let me out. Okay, was it like a secret? Like were they not? Were like they specifically just not telling you to try to keep them there? Or did they, no one know how to get out? Well, it's Allison's house, like the sub sub basement <laughs> of Allison's house. So I guess she knew the secret way I out. I feel but like she should know her house. She should tell her ex brother brother in law. Like, she, yeah. come on, come on! I don't want to walk through your Jello hallway. I don't like that part of the house. Let's skip that part of the tour. <laughs> so Morty goes on to say, I can't recall a specific dialogue between this man and woman, except for that I asked for water. Oh. There were half glasses of water all around. Half. I, half. <laughs> I asked the female if I could drink them. She said, rather not. <laughs> Everyone just drinking half a glass of water and setting it down? Or I mean, the germs. Or are they purposely just filling the glasses halfway? Maybe (laughs) someone in the marching band plays the glasses of water. Oh, maybe. God, if I could do that, I would join any band in the world. I think that's so cool. That's what a half glass of wine sounds like. Well, I don't think you're supposed to ting it. Aren't you supposed to go around the rim? Yeah, like, it's not real crystal brook. If you if you do that on like just regular glass, it doesn't make a beautiful sound. Well, like at least crystal. you have glass. I have lovely plastic. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks good. It's pink. Okay. So the female told him, no, you can. Mm. I'd rather not you drink the water. But the man left to go get me some. Oh. I watched him leave through a large window. There was a large, bald man sitting outside, and I understood that he was there to stop me from leaving. Just he's, you? He's Her? like the, the bouncer? Or like He's like, nope, get back in. And he's like, Marty, nope, you got to stay. Party's not over yet. <laughs> Allison reappeared, and I explained to her that I would not be able to leave, ever. She looked at me quizzically. Did I say that word right? Quizzically? Uh, quizzically? I don't think that's a word. Quizzically? 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 Is it? it he Quizzically? spelled it Q-I-Z-Z-I-C-A-L-L-Y. Quizzically? There's Quizzically? no V in it. What? There's no V in it. No, quizzically. <laughs> it's quizzically. Quizzically. He quit. She looked at me with 
quizzes in her eyes. She looked at me with questions. <laughs> Instead of where those eyeballs are, are just big question marks. Just big question marks. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he said, like, I can't leave. And she looked at him with those big question mark eyes. And... <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is making me giggle tonight. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I've got the towel over my face. <laughs> it always helps. It always helps. <laughs> it does. Okay. Just recenter. Recenter. I'm almost done. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just get this done. <laughs> okay, so she looks at him quiz with question marks. It was <laughs> it did it again. I love question mark eyes. <laughs> Marty says, it was just something I knew. Like, he knew that he was never going to leave. Mm-hmm. I also knew I would become a member of the marching band forever. Oh, that sounds terrible. That sounds I like just, a bad thing. I asked her. Maybe he's the one who plays the water cups. Uh, <laughs> so it says, um, I asked Allison to explain to my kids what had happened to me. I forced myself awake at this point. I appreciate any thoughts on this. I appreciate anyone that can like force themselves out of a dream, you know, like have any semblance of control. So impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Quizzically. Quizzically. Yes, that is correct. (laughs) I believe that's the correct way to say it. I think it just came to me. Quizzically. Wow. Well, I also think it's because I am having a little vino tonight, and vino makes oh. me a little happy to dance to science seal deliver. Having dance <laughs> dance parties by myself. Um. By the way, <laughs> speaking of science seal deliver, Stevie Wonder. I love the man. Hashtag. <gasps> what does Stevie, Stevie Wonder, Wonder dream? dream? Oh my! You know God. what? This I'm just going to take a quick sidebar here. Yes. My grandpa used to call me when I was little and sing me, I just called to say I love you. I'm getting emotional, Mindy. And my mom used to do it to me, like, and I will still do it to her. Like, well, it's just like something in our family. We'll just be like, I just called to say I love you. So I'm really curious what this incredible artist dreams. Oh, Stevie, please, please let us know. This is going to be scientific, too, because we've never delved. Well, we kind of touched, like, what do people who are blind or deaf dream of? Especially blind would be so fascinating because they have no point of reference in their dreams. I would love to know what he sees in his dreams. And and he's such a creative soul. I just... Such a passionate... It has to be amazing. It's such a passionate person. It just... You're right. Science Field Delivers is one of the greatest songs, and it always gets a, a dance floor going at a wedding. I will tell you that much. Well, always. I'll give you a little, um, this is, doesn't mean anything. This is for you, but this doesn't mean anything, so don't get excited. But Chad said, I want this to play at our wedding. Science Field Delivered. But the thing that got me like ahead of time was, you know, like, isn't she lovely? He was like, mm. this should be your father-daughter dance. So Many great songs. I, I mean, so many. And I was like, no, you know, it's like, isn't she love? Oh. I'm like, it's kind of conceited. I'm like, but 
I know he wrote it about his daughter w- yeah. when she was born. Like, and to think this, really? he wrote this beautiful song, can't even see her, has all these oh, emotions. I did not know that. And right, I did the not most know that beautiful- story. And so when I told Chad, I'm like, I love this song, but did you know he wrote it about his daughter? And he like didn't reply for a long time. He's like, I've been crying thinking about this. This has to be your father daughter <laughs> song and a dance song. And I'm like. I will cry at your wedding if this now is your that father, you know, daughter, I'm like, but people song. are gonna think it's like a vapid thing. Like, no, no I don't he, think that's no, I don't take that song in that way at at all. In the okay. least, I really find it like a love song, like just emoting uh, things in the words that you can't even express because you're and I think looking it's at a this parent. person. It's a parent mm. song. Like now you're Absolutely. looking at this baby that was just born, and he's just oh writing these beautiful lyrics. Like, isn't she lovely? Isn't she beautiful? Is Only incredible. one minute old. Like he's so in love with her at one minute old. It's oh, that's God. incredible. Well, thank yeah. you for sharing that story because now I feel like this whole episode, bam, <laughs> just in my mind, top one because we're talking about Stevie Wonder, one of his dreams, amazing. Okay. Episode over. Sorry, We're gonna end it now. Sorry, We're friends. Gonna have, you're gonna have to come back next week. <laughs> okay, but getting okay. back to Maurice. Okay, yes. that, but that was a good okay. sidebar, I will say. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you for of bringing course. it up. <laughs> um, okay, so so to start with his dream analysis yeah. here, he's visiting his ex sisters in law's house. He goes underground. We know going anywhere down is usually a bad sign, so keep right. that in mind. He's in a hallway. So yeah. I really thought about what a hallway could mean in a dream. Okay. And to me, it kind of means an interim place. You're never, mm-hmm. you never hang out in a hallway, right? You're never like, let's go have a conversation in the hallway and sit down and have a glass of wine. It's always like you're going from one place A to place B. It's just you're there for it's a, a short concourse. while. It's a concourse. It's a concourse of travel. <laughs> like, yes. Let's get in the hallway. I mean, unless you're like in school where the teacher's like, I got to speak to you out in the hall. And you're like, okay, uh, I will take it back. High school hallways were <laughs> there the best. There are different types of hallways. <laughs> but as I picture in this dream, and because it, it's red and it's just kind of ooky spooky looking, I expect, <laughs> I, I just like thought of like a house hallway. No, I got it. Gotcha. Okay. So it, an interim place. So morning, are you in an interim place of your life? Or is there something mm. that maybe you're, you know, in between and you're in between places? Okay, red. We know red. We talked about red before. It's an intense color in a dream, and it's usually tied to intense feelings. It can be draining. Like, a, yes. that color red can mean danger, but the fact mm-hmm. that he couldn't walk through the hallway makes me feel whatever emotion it is that's high right now is Stop. draining him of his energy. Yes. There's a big red fucking stop sign. <laughs> in the middle of the he red can't. fucking jello. He's like, I in the red hallway. I can't even move to stop. <laughs> oh, morning. And then, and then the marching band appears. And this is what threw me off. Completely <sighs> threw me off. And I'm sure they were playing a Stevie Wonder song, of course. Of course. I mean, if they aren't, dream over. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> it has to be. It has to be a Stevie Wonder song. You know they song. love Stevie in South Africa. I mean... Where don't they love He's TV? worldwide. Worldwide. Mm-hmm. But getting back to the marching band, man, I really yeah. struggled with, with what a marching band meant. And yeah. I think marching bands are always on the move. There's al- they're always making progress, right? I, I was in the marching band. Yay Sexy. me. Sexy. You times. know you love me. <laughs> it was 
I was a cheerleader and in the marching band. So here's you how it You were like the anomaly of anomaly. <laughs> a cheerleader anomaly. and in the band. No, that doesn't exist, Mindy. It no. happened. It happened. It was me. It was me. I would have to uh, <laughs> go in my cheer... The whole marching band's in their uniforms. I'm out there in my cheerleading uniform. <laughs> playing the flute. Playing my flute. Although I did do flag corps for a couple oh, years as well. Okay. So it was always it was always a rush. I had to leave before that it was done. It was a lot of stress, but I got it both done. Good for you. But many years of marching band. And I'll tell you, it takes teamwork to be in a marching band. You have to know where everyone is and you're almost it's like you're doing it in it's unison, chore- right? It's choreographed. It's a totally point A to point B like 100% specifically choreographed routine. Yes, you have to rely that the person next to you is doing the right thing. It's all about teamwork. It's about movement. Yes, which I'm not good at. So I would never have been good at marching band because I also don't play an instrument. Marching band. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know how to play, but I want to march in the band. (laughs) Hey, the the only the only reason I actually joined band was to go on the trips. But then I ended up found it so much. I loved it. I ended up doing it for four years and in college. So you did it in college too. I, I was in the know I was in the university symphony. Were you a flautist? I was a flautist. Yes, I had did it for one year. But yeah, I liked I'm it so much. I'm so proud of you. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know it was a college thing. I did. Yeah, yeah. So we have the marching band. So again, I think there's you know some sort of. There's movement he sees, and they're mocking him with their laughing. So it's like almost, right. I take it as he's really in this state of not being able to make a decision, perhaps, mm-hmm. or move, making mm-hmm. a life change. Because I feel like the, the idea of not walking, the marching band can walk just fine. Allison can watch, walk just fine. It's him not being able to maybe move forward from something. The jello hallway. The jello it'll, hallway. It'll get you every time. Now, we have the male and the female that are are there. So the male wants to get him water. Water, we know water. Water is an absolute need of life. You can sustenance. You die without water. It's the first thing you need in order to survive. After air. After <laughs> fine. I'll give you that. After air. Don't it you is know the, water. Don't you know the three 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 rule? Three minutes of air, three days oh, of yeah, water, yeah. three weeks of food. That's incredible. That's good to know, in case I ever get stranded in a jello hallway. Hey, you're like, okay, shit, it's only been one day. I'm, I'm, I'm good <laughs> on water. I've been breathing for minutes upon minutes. I'm good. You got it? You got to mark your progress? <laughs> yes. I really think that him, like, searching for that water is really searching for an answer. Oh, like, to whatever it is. Like, which direction? Like, which an path important do I take? answer, though. Because yes. water is the sustenance so of life. So, this is a big... Big question he's looking for. Yes. Where do I go next? The fact that he, how he even worded it in his email here is, he said, half glasses of water. Now, Mm -hmm. he did not denote where they were half full glasses or half empty glasses. Just half glasses of water, which I find incredibly interesting. It's neither half full nor half empty. He's Mm -hmm. kind of in this middle of making a decision and he can't do that. But he knows he needs the water. He knows he needs to make a decision. The The final part, the final like wrap up of this, I just feel like the marching band is the key to get him out of this hallway. Get him out, marching band. Because they're moving. They're moving. So he, although he finds it as like a negative, he's got to stay there enjoying no. the marching band. 
It's progress. It's moving somewhere. So whatever it is, I think you need to make a decision one way or the other. Make Shake it up. Make that life change. Is it a career change? Is it um, something you're looking at your life with a relationship? Is it a move maybe perhaps you're making? You need, you're kind of stuck in this analysis paralysis, I feel. And you can't make. (laughs) Analysis paralysis. Mindy. Thank you. Brava. (laughs) I did not make up that term. I just used it. I know, but you you use it with such gusto. I was I am, but that's how I really feel. Like he just needs to make a decision and go with it because the staying in the middle isn't doing him any good. No, no, no. It's not. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It's comfortable to be where you know, but that doesn't make it the right place to be. Of course. Thank you, Morning, for sending your dream. And I found that one really interesting. Um, I always get those ones where I can't walk. And so I this one attracted mm, no, me it's for frustrating. sure. Hey, 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 bestie. I know you love the dream you just heard. I know you have dreams too. Guess what? I've been dreaming a little bit. You know, I know I did not want to excite anyone. I know I've been dreaming. I just can't quite remember them yet. But I'm you have the pen and paper next to your bed, Brooke. You I know I'm so close. I know I'm so close. But I know you guys have dreams. Please submit them. Dream stories, dreams, dream topics, anything dream related. We want to talk about it. You want to hear about it. We know. Mm -hmm. So please go to revelations at gmail.com. Submit your dreams, dream stories, and anything you want to talk about. We would love to chat with you. Chitty chat, chat, chat. <laughs> exactly like that. Chitty chat, chat, chat. Exactly like that. It rhymes. Yeah, it works. <laughs> Brookie darling, do you have one for us this evening? Yes, I do. Today, this time, whatever, morning, night, whatever time you listen to this is the time you have one, It's right? the right time. It's the right time. I have a beautiful dream mm. from Grace from Hollywood, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I've been Both there. Lovely. I've been to Hollywood, Florida. I have yes. been to Hollywood, Florida as well. Yes. Thank you, Grace. Okay, Grace, thank you so much for submitting this dream. I was with a group of friends at a vineyard, and we are getting to do that grape stomping thing with our feet. Do they actually do that at vineyards? I feel like you would have a problem with this. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Feet on my wine? Yes. Is this not like I Love the I Love Lucy episode? It's like that, but... Yeah, no. Unless you got, like, gloves on your feet, I'm not drinking that wine. I don't care how much you scrubbed and washed them. Not drinking feet wine. I would really, really hope at this time that, like, if they offer something like that, it is purely ceremonial and not, like, yeah, productive in terms of generating you actual wine. Agreed. I don't want foot wine. I knew, I knew specifically you would not want foot I wine. I like a good Pinot Noir. I like a good Pinot Grigio. Foot wine, well, bottom of my list. Well, guess what? They were making Pinot Noir with their feet. <laughs> Damn it, I love Pinot Noir, too. <laughs> it's not that specific. <laughs> but no, I, I'm not trying to ruin it for you. Okay. <laughs> okay, but anyway, they were stomping around, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone was having a blast and taking turns. I was next, and all of a sudden, I got an uneasy feeling. But I started stomping and everyone was cheering and the uneasiness went away. Good. Then 
everything slowed down. No, we've had oh. two dreams about slow, I know. like slowness. Slow Interesting. Okay. <laughs> Everyone was cheering and the uneasiness went away. Then everything slowed down. Yeah, yeah, not good. And I realized I was sinking a little. Even in slow motion, I knew this was bad. I looked up and everyone was just standing there, lifeless, like mannequins, just staring at me. No expression on their faces, no cheering, no clapping, just standing in a line, staring at me. It's like a wine sinkhole? It's a wine sinkhole. It's the worst kind. Well, maybe it's not the worst kind of sinkhole. I think it's pretty... If I'm going to go in a sinkhole, it's probably the best kind of sinkhole there is. But if there's going to be a sinkhole, you're going to want it to be. A, but then like to just like, okay. Anyway. This no is, one's okay, helping. So They're just staring. No one's helping. Okay. They're all like, it's so creepy. But never mind. She says this. This is all still happening in slow motion, making it even creepier. I agree. Yeah. Like imagine yeah. you like kind of, you know, like look up and you're like. Oh, me. Standing there emotionless. <laughs> see, that's why you need to become a sleepover squad member to see the video of this because this is one of those episodes where you just really need to see the, video. the slow motion. Yes. Okay, so it was super creepy. The more I tried to get out, the faster I was sinking into the grapes and the ground below. I was screaming for help, but nothing, just those blank stares. It was all happening so quickly, even in slow motion. I was up to my waist now. Oh, get the straw. Get the straw. Chest. Get get a bigger straw. Over my mouth. No, gotta suck it through my nose. I took one last inhale through my nose. Before I was fully consumed. Wow. And the last thing I saw was everything and everyone snap out of the slow motion back to real time and back to having a blast. No one even knew I was gone. What? And I woke up. No. Oh, my Gracie. Gracie, Gracie, baby. Gracie, baby. That is okay. Good, not good, good, not good. Like, I'm, like, torn of emotions here. That's why I was like, this is a good one. Drowning in wine sounds great, but not really. Uh, but, I mean, if you gotta go, go in. Take me out that way, Lord. Feet wine? Feet grapes? But, okay, if they're my I own I know you feet, wouldn't I, like that. I if they're my own feet, like I drink the damn wine. So I don't want anyone else's feet on my wine. I don't think this would be the wine you would drink, Mindy. <laughs> Wow, 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 wow. I know, right? Wow. Okay, Grace. It all starts out lovely. You know, girls trip. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna have a good time. You know, we're going to a winery, but something's happening. She's got that uneasy feeling kind of yeah. right off the jump. You know, like right. not trusting the situation, maybe not trusting her friends. Something something's odd going off here okay everything seems great everyone's cheering 
But then it all turns. That's that's the part that just so crazy to me. Like I don't even I don't know where you're going with this analysis, but I'm so interested to see. What you okay. think about this. Well, I don't. I mean, I don't even know where to begin. Actually, yeah. like, was it a chance? Like, I'm taking it literally yeah. because obviously she's had this dream. Something's going on in her life, but was this a chance to really actually slow down? Right. And take a good look at your surroundings and the people around you. Because everything seemed okay on the surface. It wasn't until Grace was like stuck mm-hmm. that she actually got to see who these people really are. But they just looked at her blankly. Like the thing that got me was like the mannequins. Like, you yeah. Th- they're so creepy. Like you're thinking, oh, here are my friends. And you look up and then there's and just they're like. like- emotionless it's almost like going to your own funeral it is people are just kind of emotionless just sitting there because they're just so (sighs) worn out but sometimes we get so comfortable with the way things are and we're way too close to something to really see what lies beneath the surface like literally yes like quite literally what lies below the surface like the (sighs) silence and the staring Does she feel like she's drowning in something? You know, there's so many things in life you can feel like you're drowning in, right? Like, yes, kids, family life, work, work, anything, your emotional and mental well-being. Does she just feel like she's at that point? I wonder where she's just like, I'm feeling overwhelmed and consumed by life. Everything. Everything. I know we've all been there. We've all been at that point. Me every week. Um, what's well, that's me today, that's me tomorrow, that's yeah. Mindy today, that's Mindy tomorrow. Yeah, uh, no. yep, very familiar. We got it all week, sure. we're reserved yeah. all week for that. <laughs> but it's like that silence and the staring, like how she described it, I thought was beautiful. Like all mm-hmm. of a sudden, it just how she wrote it was exactly how I pictured it. I think, yeah, great. Like you just see all of a sudden everything just slow down. And she's seen as she's basically dying, everyone's just standing there like silent and motionless. Yeah. Is it the fact that she needs to slow down, right? Like, right. Is there a letter is so overwhelming? Yeah. Then this fucking dream, this dream is basically telling her. But then we're saying that the slow down is the good part, right? Of this dream, which is interesting because it's not really what you would take it as. But I agree with you. It's like, Things are happening. Everything's so exciting. But maybe you need to slow down to realize and realize and appreciate the good. You're you're absolutely right. I mean, she's literally, literally stuck in whatever problem she's having, and these people are supposedly her friends, but yeah. they are actively not helping at this point. Is what <laughs> bothers me. They're not just standing. Uh, they are. They're just standing there watching. No one is even attempting to try to help. They're there. They see her. It's not like she's invisible. It's just they're just watching her sink. And is this her seeing these, maybe this group of people she has in her life, who they really are? Is this dream kind of telling her 
to slow down in real life and take a closer mm. look at the people around her. Yeah, like superficial friends. Oh, like like superficial. Who has not like been stuff? through that part of their life? We've all right? been there. Or Who's not been through friend. a part of their life that are they're, they're, they're right. oh we want to party, we have fun, but then when it comes down to who's gonna answer your call at two in the morning, they're not those people. I'm calling Mindy. Well, I'll answer your call. You know I will. I know I didn't answer her call. So Except for might, my phone's usually on silent. So. She might I'll get back to you quickly me, though. But I will call her quickly back yeah, after yeah. I'm done with my dance routine of whatever. <laughs> Same. But I think we were kind of talking about earlier, too, like this was happening so fast, but in slow motion. Yeah. She described it in such a way I could just see it like everything was happening, but slowed down. It, and I love yeah. this visual, Grace. And then we get to the drowning. And I know we've talked about drowning in a thousand different ways, but it doesn't make it any mm-hmm. less mm-hmm. upsetting to me. It's just no. one of my... Least favorite way, I don't want to say like least favorite ways of dying, but like it is a terrible way to go. And to make it so slow to like how she's like, my waist, my chest, my mouth. Oh my God. I could feel every second of her agony. Terrifying. Drowning in general is such a helpless feeling such a hopeless yeah. feeling yeah it's like the worst thing you can it imagine is. absolutely i mean grace is stuck in this moment in her life this dream has great symbols like i know you're probably dying to like jump in here but like <laughs> maybe it's fall it's a false sense of security that has kept this kind of wool over her eyes for so mm-hmm. long because it seems like it's so great it seems like, oh, my friends are so great. This is so great. Yeah. But when she actually gets to gets to see that small window of who they actually are, they're not helping her. No, I don't like this dream. I think what I would have to say to Grace is trust your gut. Maybe this dream is warning you. And I don't want to say telling you because this, yeah, I think, is right. a bigger bigger than just telling, is warning you to kind of reevaluate your life. And if not, that next breath could literally be your last breath. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened in the dream. It's like it got. It got very, very close. Like, it's time to take a time out. It's time to evaluate some shit. Time out. Time out. Time out. Yeah. But as you said also, I mean, if you're going to drown, at least you got to drown in wine. (laughs) Thank you, Grace, for submitting your dream. Yes, that's uh, oh, terrifying, intense. but damn good. I think you know now to slow down and look. Yeah. Evaluate the people in your life. If they're no good, cut them out. That's it's no the point. hardest thing in the world to do. I'm not going to act Who's like Who's going to help easy. you out of that wine sinkhole? Hey, those Everyone's bitches. like, let me dive in there with you, Grace. Here, this besties sounds- or bitches. There's two sides you can be on, and those <laughs> girls were on the bitches' side, so... Find your besties. Find your besties. Yeah. Wow, right? Wow, Grace and Warney. Yes, thank thank you. you. Thank you, thank you. Hey, Brooke, do you know we have um, a contest going on, speaking of besties? Hmm, what is this a little bit of a contest that's called (laughs) Tag Your Bestie. So go to our social media. There you'll find this um, 
post that says tag your bestie. What you all you have to do is share it, tag your bestie, and you're entered to win an amazing swag bag of bestie swag shit. Bag. It's for you and your bestie to share. We got two of everything in there so you guys can be amazing. You can wear t-shirts from Remolations, which look amazing, by the way. I just mm-hmm. saw the new designs from Tiffany, and they're great. And we have, I can't even get into it because it's going to be so a surprise, many, but it's so good. So much so swag. Exciting. So, so much swag. Stickers. Much we got swag. everything in there. So It's meant for a bestie. You're going to share it with your bestie, but you have to mm-hmm. tag them to win. So tag your bestie. You could tag as many yes. as you want. Every bestie you tag gets you one entry into our contest. And we are drawing names on our anniversary episode, which is coming oh up next week. God. Next week, you We've guys. been doing this a year. We've been doing this a year, so it's the perfect time. I will put a dance routine together for you. <laughs> um, but shout out to um, our friend from Sweet Day underscore cookies on Instagram because she just said she has started this podcast from the beginning. She's like, I just yes! started listening and she wants a tiny giraffe and she'll feed it with a tiny fork, she promised. And so thank you. And I'm like, wow, thanks for going back to our shitty audio days. I know we're getting better. We've, we're trying. But she's like, no, that's the thing I love about podcasts is seeing them grow. And I just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everyone who goes to our first episode. Thank forward. you. No, honestly, thank you. Because I always have to, I always feel like, hey, listen, like seven episodes in. And people yeah. are like, no, it's fine. But there are people that appreciate the growth. We are just it's figuring so it out. We're figuring out, and I'm still, still, I'm still waiting for my fucking tiny giraffe too because I still Get want it. that. And now that I want my new place, I want a tiny giraffe, and I want it right here, and I want to feed it with a tiny little fork. Okay, so I've got a topic tonight, and I went into this wormhole. I, okay. you know, I'm always looking at sleep related topics, and yes. I got into this thing and it was like a thread I started pulling. And so bestie, it has to do with fatigue, but I kind of go into like a disaster. So <laughs> wow. Do you like let us know if you like this or not. If this is the way you like our podcast, please email us, let us know what you think. But this is it's kind of a new territory. But it's got okay. a little bit of a, a sleepy tone to it. Okay. So we're going all the way back to 1999. Where were you in 1999, bro? Number one, were you alive in 1999? Yes. And two, if you were, what were you doing? I can yeah. tell you. I was going to college here in Dubuque at Clark, at the time college, now it's Clark University. I also was working at Blockbuster Video, Hello. Hello. which was probably the best job I ever had, even though they don't exist anymore. It was the most the fun pinnacle I ever had. of your careers. Pinnacle of Still. my career was at what? What were we saying? Like eighteen? I peaked at eighteen <laughs> in at my 18 career. Then, yeah, you know how it they happens. say, you know, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Well, it's that was me at eighteen. But yeah. ever since then, mm. I was um, I was in college. I was uh, probably back home for summer break. I went. This is the last Dude. year I had lived with my parents before I moved out. Um, forever. So I was just finished up my freshman year of college. Yes. All right. Yes. So June 1st, 1999, Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport. Mm, 
Okay. Passengers of American Airlines Flight 1420 were informed that their 8.20 p.m. flight to Little Rock, Arkansas had been delayed due to their plane not arriving due to the inclement weather in the area. Okay. Well, that shit happens. Okay. I hate, I hate those damn things, right? You just want to go. I mean, you want to – this is the point at where you want to just be home and yeah. those incl- inclement weather – annoyances happen and you're like and so like you know how how it happens when because those planes go to a to b to c to d and like if your plane before you doesn't arrive you're fucked so that's what happened for this airline okay among the passengers was a tour group from russellville arkansas they were on a two-week tour of the british isles so they were just heading home they just had this wonderful tour they were heading home okay layover in dallas fort worth gotcha a quick Less than hour flight to Little Rock. That's a short hop, home. skip, and a jump. After that, after that long ride from the British Isles, after overseas, if you're just yeah. going from Dallas to Arkansas, it's the end of your trip. Right? Easy peasy. Also, the day was Captain Richard Bushman. He actually, this is why, this is how I started down the rabbit hole. <laughs> oh no! He is from Naperville, Illinois. Yes, forty-eight years old. He's an experienced okay. pilot. With over 10,000 flight hours, okay, which nearly half were on this plane he was about to fly to Little Rock. It was an MD-80 aircraft. He graduated from the Air Force Academy. He served in the Air Force until 1979. This dude was a well-seasoned pilot. He's a good pilot. He's a good pilot. Mm-hmm. And so also waiting for this plane to take off was First Officer Michael Oregel. He is 35. And although he's less experienced than Richard, he has um, been over 4,000 flying. He's been in the Navy, but he only has 180 hours with the MD-80. So he's first officer. Okay. I still feel pretty safe in this situation that you're presenting me. So how this day started is Richard and Michael started their day mid-morning in Chicago. They left from Chicago and they flew to Salt Lake City. And then to Dallas. And then the last thing of their trip was from Dallas to Little Rock, Arkansas. Also waiting for the flight was for flight attendants. Again, this flight was scheduled to depart at 8.28 p.m. But the National Weather Service issued a flight advisories due to some weather systems. So they kind of knew that there was some weather between Dallas and Arkansas. It's June. It's in the Midwest. Yeah, I mean, they're not idiots. They know what's happening. Also, this time, these pilots have been awake 15 hours. And there, there's a certain limit, right? There has there to be a certain limit. There is a limit. limit. And we okay. will get to that. There is limits okay. of how many maximum, what they call pilot duty time they can have. So pilot duty time starts when you arrive for your pilot duty. So you arrive to the airport. I'm there. My clock starts now. Let's kick in. Like, I don't want anyone that's sleeping on the job. Nope. You also have until the time the your last leg of the flight lands and dock, like almost like like docks at the terminal, right? So you have okay. from the time you arrive at the airport to the time that your flight lands. That's considered pilot duty time. Okay, so okay. fourteen hours. Fourteen hours is the limit. Oh, oh, okay. Before you have to rest. Yep. Okay. So that's all it's allowed. So because of the inclement weather, flight fourteen twenty was the flight crew's last flight of the day. So they're there, they're at their last their last leg of their flight. 
Mm-hmm. They're thinking, we're home. It's great. Yes. First our officer Michael informed the airline that the flight crew would surpass that 14-hour limit if okay. the planes did not depart before 11.16 p.m. So the flight was scheduled for 8.28. They had to leave by 11.16 in order for that to be within the FAA's guidelines of how much pilot duty time there was. Okay. Mm-hmm. So instead of waiting for that plane to come in that was delayed, they got another plane for them and they said, okay, we're going to get this other plane. We don't want to <laughs> delay this flight. We're going to go ahead and leave. Which is unheard of. That they're like, hey, let's try to get these passengers to where they need to be on time. Let's just find another plane. Like, um, no, it doesn't, that doesn't happen, happen often. I agree with you. I agree with you. It doesn't happen often. These poor passengers were waiting for the last two hours and 12 minutes. So their plane was delayed two hours and 12 minutes. But finally, they're like, okay, we have another plane. Okay. 139 passengers board the MD 82. At 10.40 p.m., after a two-hour and 12-minute delay, the flight takes off. Okay. So at 11.04, I'm not talking, you know, like uh, 24 minutes into the flight, air traffic controllers issue a weather advisory indicating severe storms in the area that included the Little Rock Airport. Okay. So as the pilot, as the captain and the first officer are approaching this, they see lightning off of the side of the plane. They're like, "Sure, well, shit. This is some bad weather. I mean, <laughs> well, literally, this is... Well, shit. Yes, I get it. This is a quote from the first officer. I don't like that. That's lightning. We got to get there quick. They felt they had to rush the landing to get this plane to land safely. Right. Which I appreciate very much. Of course. That they're taking the safety of the flight into consideration. So the flight crew had discussed the weather reports and decided to expedite the approach rather than diverting it to an alternate airport. They had the option of landing in Nashville, but fuck, you know how that is. You don't want your flight diverted to another. <laughs> go back. That's I don't know. Like go back to Dallas. Thing. You're it's like, like, let's just get to where we need to go. Right. Yeah. That's their number one goal. Get you there. So air traffic at the Little Rock Airport had originally told flight 1420 to expect an approach on runway 22L. But they noticed that this how the storm was coming into this airport, there was almost like a, they call it a bowling alley. So there's storms on the left, there's storms on the right, and there's a clear path for this airport. Mm -hmm. But you had to switch which runway they were landing on. So the air traffic controller and the captain decided to go ahead and switch which landing runway they were on okay well that's their job right that's not our job because the captain's like i'd rather go into a headwind when the winds are strong versus Mm -hmm. going in a crosswind or a tailwind it's going to be easier to land the plane i 100 percent agree but as this storm developed oh no it started shifting and Uh. then we find out much later in the reports that the Angle of the winds was actually mistold to the f- pilots. So oh, it was not no. correct. So instead of saying it's going to be at 90 degrees, it was like at three something. It was like, it was not correct. It was correct. a shit show. Just, it was a total so shit So he had dyslexia show. like I do. So he just got it wrong. You can't, do not be an air traffic controller if you've got dyslexia. I don't think that would no, work No, no, no. I don't mm. think you can. Like I don't think you can. I could not be one because that's. I think you even need. I think like the first thing they make you do is like an eye exam. <laughs> They're like Mindy, you get the numbers backwards. It's not Mindy. Good. What you is not, it? Nope. 
Sorry. They say it's one of the most high stress drives, which I completely understand. I would imagine it can't be stressful. You have, what is it, on a normal plane, a couple hundred people, lives in your hands? Yeah, I bet that's pretty stressful. And it's, we're not the, let's say this is our flight. We're not the only flight they've got on their radar. We've got this flight and that flight and whatever. Like there's 10 flights coming at the same time. And I'm just saying, God bless you. God bless you, air Air traffic traffic controllers. If we have any that listen to this, please write us and let us know how stressful your dreams are because I'm sure they're up there with stress. One of the most stressful jobs in the world. Right. So at 11.39, that's when they advised the the captain that perhaps they should move to runway 4R so the flight would have a headwind during landing. So they were okay. they were cleared for a visual approach to the runway. Because the plane was already close, they had to actually make a circle around to get on track for this this runway. As a result, as the aircraft approached, the first officer notified the controller that he had lost sight of the runway. Ooh, the the visibility that happened just in these short couple minutes due to the weather was extreme. They had no sight of the runway. So there's two things you can do at this point. You can either go on auto controls or you can go on manual controls. And what these pilots chose to do is do manual because to go on auto would have caused them more time. They would have had to have to circle around and put it on again. So they were like, we just want to get down. There's so much lightning going on in the area. We just want to land this plane. I'm so uncomfortable right now. I'm so nervous. I'm like so nervous right now. So here's a quote I found online. We're going to put all these links in our show notes so you can see this whole story. Someone quoted, it could be said during the first 50 years of aviation, weather-related crashes occurred mostly due to inexperience, bravado, and lack of information. While during the second 50 years of aviation, they occurred mostly due to failures and procedures, which many were developed in those early lessons. In the case of Flight 1420, they omitted a vital step, which started the bull rolling. Oh, no. What? A failure to complete the pre-landing checklist. So these pilots rushed to land this plane. And I think in, in their haste to do so, they made errors in judgment that include the crew's failure to complete this checklist. Oh, no. Oh, it was no. crucial in this event of an accident chain. <sighs> so one of the things that happened during this landing is that, the, the first of all, the crosswinds were missed directioned from the okay the, so there was that so they came into a lot harder crosswinds than they expected while landing sure okay which if you ever been on a plane that goes like this it is not very comfortable like to the left mm-hmm. and the right i mean it's not fun landing mm-hmm. crosswinds i've done it terrifying not cool they also failed to arm the automatic spoiler system so if you've been on a plane you know those like little flaps that come up as you're landing I, I'm that's well the spoilers aware. It failed to engage. That's oh my god! I'm getting, I'm getting nervous. I'm getting a little nervous. As they started descending, the captain commented, and I quote: "This is a can of worms." Oh. The strengthening crosswinds gradually blew the plane further off the center line of the landing strip. God. So there was actually a debate. In the cockpit, not so much a debate, but a discussion in the cockpit just as they before they started descending about how strong those crosswinds were. Now, American okay. Airlines had a 
regulation of how what what they would take as crosswinds from which direction so they had a little bit of discussion between the first mate and the officer was it 25 was it 30 there was a little bit back and forth between what it was okay so the aircraft touched down on runway 4r at 11 50 p.m about two seconds after the wheels touched down first officer stated we're down we're sliding oh because of the pilot's Failure to deploy the spoilers, it did not slow them down enough for the runway length. Um, not okay. Just saying not okay. <laughs> the aircraft cruised off the end of the runway at 99 miles per hour and continued on for many meters before it went down a 24-foot embankment and ran into a metal walkway that was had lights on it and that was since it was grounded to like the rocky area the water next there the river it was so stuck in there it was meant to break away but it didn't because it was on this soft piece of land so it was really secured in there oh my god (laughs) so it traveled another 800 feet before coming to a rest and striking the security fence and the structure Okay, now this is the part I want to say, I don't want to victim shame anyone in this because I think there was not only a couple things that went wrong, it was was a a mess of things that went wrong on this flight. The weather, the airlines, the runway length. I mean, there was so much that went into this. But unfortunately, when the plane hit the structure, the fuselage broke. The captain was killed immediately as (gasps) as well as another passenger. As it broke apart. The first two rows of coach seating. Whew. Okay, so it was two large sections. And it came to rest just short of the riverbank. Oh, no. The Captain Bushman and eight of the plane's 139 passengers were immediately killed upon the crash. How many? Eight plus the pilot. Nine. (sighs) Two other passengers died in the hospital weeks after due to their injuries. The co-pilot was pinned in the cockpit for over two hours before they could dislodge his three broken places of his leg out of the Oh, my God! The passengers, after experiencing what has been told in many documentaries here... Not only did they experience all of the lightning hitting around them as they crashed, once the plane stopped and the fire began, were stuck. They had the emergency doors did not open because they were blocked. Oh my! They were in, inhaling these smoke fumes until a oh crash of lightning revealed a piece of the fuselage which was big enough to jump out of. Oh, my. passengers jumped out of this plane to save themselves. But not everyone was as fortunate. I'm, I'm losing it right now. <laughs> I'm losing I'm sorry it. to bring this down so much. But I told no. you I went down a rabbit hole. No. I had to do a sleep deprivation. Hey, guess what? The, the truth down. hurts, man. The <sighs> truth hurts. This is so part of it. But yeah. oh, my God. <sighs> 41 <sighs> passengers sustained serious injuries from burns to broken bones. 
Um, 64 passengers sustained minor injuries and 24 passengers sustained no injuries at all. Mm-hmm. And and if you look at this Wikipedia, which I will put the link to the Wikipedia on yeah. our show notes, they show a picture of the plane and where each um, person that got severely injured versus minorly injured versus no injury at all versus the fatalities. And it's it looks like a crapshoot. It, it just oh, really blows it, my mind of what, who, you could be sit, one person next to someone who had died was right next to someone who had no injuries at all. It's, it's like a tornado. Just, it just like, blows my mind. It could destroy one house, jump over your house, destroy the house next to you. This whole line of destruction, it's the same with plane crashes. It's like, there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to it. Not always, no. And I just want to take a moment to talk about the victims of this Mm -hmm, horrific uh, travesty. A lot of these people were on this tour for this trip to the British Isles. Seven out of the ten that died were on this tour. And they're just retirees. They're just out to have a good time. Mary... Crouch was an el- a retired elementary school teacher. She mm. loved surfing the internet and taking care of her nine cats. <laughs> this is me someday. We had Sarah Gray, who had was a retired middle school teacher, and she enjoyed teaching Sunday school. James Harrison um, was twenty one. Oh, he it's went a there. Baby, a baby. This twenty one year old was a senior at Owichawa. O- Baptist University. He was a member of a singing group that returned from a tour of German churches. So he just went to tour some churches in Germany. Betty was a retired secretary. She loved traveling. We had Gordon McLaren, who was a re- retired chemist, um, was along with his wife that um, loved poetry and playing cards and cooking. The stories are just what kill me, right? I mean, each these people... There was a memorial erected in the hometown of Russellville for the six victims that were on the tour group. And I will post a note in the show notes that you can see this memorial. It's beautiful. Just people that are in their retired life just wanted to go um, tour and travel. Uh, This is heartbreaking. Oh, my God. Overall, the point which brought me down this rabbit hole was... The idea of sleep and not getting enough sleep. And did that factor into this plane crash? Sure. So the NTSB reported that fatigue was a contributing factor. The captain and the first officer had been awake for more than 16 hours already that day. That's not okay, right? There's limits to that. There's limits. It has gotten better since then. About what, how much time they have, like for pilot duty versus like their off time and how much sleep they need to have. They just were tired. And I don't, you know, it was obviously not just about the fatigue that these two people had, but it was a a lot of factors. It was the weather, it was the the need to get the the, the flight there, right? Yeah. And so, it just it just is heartbreaking knowing that, you know, they had not had that much sleep. I mean, 16 hours, you think about that. That's like waking up at 6 a.m., right, and not mm-hmm. landing the plane until 11 p.m. I mean, that's a long day. I'm tired by then. My God. And could you imagine having 200, let's just say on average, 250 people, your responsibility, 
their lives, your responsibility. It's yeah, the last it's way of the beyond day. Beyond just being tired, that's a fucking lot of responsibility. Yeah, you have people's lives in your hands. That's crazy. Right. Now, I read that. There was a lot of studies to do. The FAA did a lot of studies on fatigue, right? I mean, it's, it is a, one of the major factors that they consider for their pilots. Sure. And they said between 4 to 7% of civil aviation accidents can be attributed to fatigued pilots. Over the last 16 years, 250 fatalities in air carrier accidents had to do with fatigue. 200. Yeah. 250. That's that's, that's too many. Significant. Yeah. Yikes. So they did a study oh. um they did a uh, a study by Wilson, Codwell and Russell. Um they had participants do three tasks, these pilots. One was um reacting to warning lights, managing mm-hmm. simulated cockpit scenarios and conducting simulated unmanned like aerial vehicles. And they okay. found that um, in a well-rested state, they were pretty quick on their responses to these issues. The reaction times to warning lights increased from 1.5 seconds to 2.5 seconds. And the number of errors doubled in the cockpit after they had a significant amount of uh, time since they had slept. This is terrifying. <laughs> I'm sorry, as a person that travels a lot, this is terrifying. <laughs> to put this in perspective, okay. if pilots were on duty between one and three hours, their margin of error was 0.79%. Minuscule. Minimal. Once pilots had been on duty for 13 hours or more, it increased to 5.62%. That's an incredible okay. increase. That's a big jump. That's a big jump. To wrap this all up, I'm just going to say, you know, the FFA, FAA has a, what's called pilots often have to take this self-assessment in order to decide if they can fly. I don't know if you know this. It's called I'm safe. It's an acronym. Okay. Here's what pilots have to engage in okay. what, before they take a flight. Illness. Medication. Uh-huh. Stress. Alcohol. Fatigue. And emotion. There, there's like two of those things that you can control. The rest, <laughs> the rest are like, how are you feeling today? <laughs> Not I mean, great, right? And you, you can you can take medication and all of that, but like, how are you feeling today? And again, like, this accident had many factors, but I I wonder, like, do, if they were tired, if they had been up past their bedtime, which some Reports say they normally did not stay up this late. Plus, with all those hours they had been on duty and since they woke up, mm-hmm. did that play a factor into not doing the checklist or not hitting everything on the checklist? Could be. Was there that mentally sound to do that whole thing? Yikes. The Yikes. wife of the captain, who, again, lives in Naperville, Illinois, did file a judgment against the Little Rock National Airport. And she did win $2.1 million against them because it was a two-week trial. The jury concluded that the airport was negligent for having an an inadequate safety area to buffer 
the skids off the runway. And so she was awarded $2.1 million. She does have two kids. I don't mean to victim blame the pilot or the first mate. The first mate did survive. No. It was just a jumble of mess. But it brings awareness to how much our motor skills and judgment come into mm-hmm. call when we haven't had an adequate amount of sleep. You wouldn't want me nor Mindy ever piloting a flight for you for one lack of sleep two just because we have not been trained don't know how Mm-mm. don't know how hey bestie if you're having a great time i want to make sure you tell your best friend about the show who your bestie your best friend that person you call <sighs> that'll answer your call no matter what time it is, mm-hmm. unless their phone's on silent like mine is usually. But that's the person we want you to tell about the show. You can tell Ellen. your best friend. You can tell your best friends you'd bring to a wine stomping Sonoma trip. Tell them. Mm-hmm. You know which ones they are. They're a little snooty. They like the wine. They know what's what. Tell your favorite person you were in marching band with. Tell them about the podcast because that's how we grow. That's how we keep coming back each and every week with amazing dreams is if you guys share it. So if you're loving the show, do us a favor and just share it with one or two people. That would mean the world to us. Well, wow, what a week. Here we are. Now we get to do our little fun chit chat part of the podcast. Chitty, 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 bang, bang. You have a very, uh, wow, very... Tumultuous, tumultuous, tumultuous. Yes, yeah, I have. Uh, You are moving. I'm moving, and to not know you're moving, as Mindy said, is very tumultuous. (laughs) To figure out, like, hey, you got to get your shit together in a week, and then be out Out. the door. Oh man! But you're moving closer to to live closer to your boyfriend. I am, and his and your work. And work. Yeah. And work. So you're cutting down your commute a little bit, but it's it, it a will be nice, sweet thing. Moving does suck, though. Sucks. It really does. One of the worst things. Really I'm interested does. to see your new podcast space because right now, because I you live, Bessie, we talked about this before, but Brooke lives in an old restored warehouse that's mm-hmm. all brick. And so the only place she can record is her bathroom. So she, Every week she sits in front of her, to- between her toilet and her tub to report the, I to do. record this podcast. It's true. I do, because I love you so much, you guys. She's got to get the best thing. audio quality, and this is where it was. And so I'm interested to see in your new place, can we find something that's not I next know. to a toilet? So <laughs> you guys, this is my final episode from oh, this is. location the only location i've ever known for the podcast so i'm except for your kitchen which was the first one or two episodes okay, that sounded but really that bad. was even worse <laughs> but it was the same apartment yeah, like, this yeah. is this is tough you guys this is tough i love but you guys exciting. so much it's it it is exciting i'm excited to move onward and upward, but I am very sad to leave the place just shy of our one year anniversary. Right Right there, but hey. That's that's what what life is. Bestie, by the way, we're celebrating our one year podcast anniversary. 
next episode. So um, if we're going to do an Ask Us Anything. So if you want to know anything about us, be sure to email us at revelations at gmail.com. We're going to read a bunch of catnaps. I don't know where it's going, but it's going to be a shit ton of fun. It's going to be a lot. And Brooke from a new studio. New studio. Um, We'll see if it works or not. (laughs) It will be an adventure as always. So, oh, I've got some exciting news. And I I I don't know. I I just saw the look in your face. I'm like, what is it? So let me just preface this by saying my daughters and I are really big fans of Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. And if you know anything about Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. her tickets go on sale this week for her tour. Okay. She hasn't been on tour in three years. The first time I saw Taylor Swift was insanely 11 years ago. With my now 19-year-old, she was she was eight at the time. It was her eighth birthday present. And Actually, that's if you, a special. That's a special birthday, right? The eighth But that birthday. was her first. That was our first Taylor Swift experience. Oh. It was amazing. And so now all my daughters, all four of them, and I are hoping to get tickets for Taylor Swift's show. So if you know anything about, I don't know if this is going to work out. And if it doesn't, I'm going to be totally bummed to come back next week all pissed. Um, oh, no, no, no. We did no. register as verified fans. We did get in the pre-sale. And I just got a text okay. about it. And so you pick three of the cities or three tour dates you would be willing to go like, okay. to see the okay. concert. So we picked Chicago, obviously, close to home, Detroit, driving distance, and Nashville. And so okay. I'm just like, we can go to any of these three. And my kids, if you have little kids, mute this right now. <laughs> they know where the presents come from. So they've said, Mom, I want for Christmas tickets to see Taylor Swift. We'll all go. Oh my so I just got noticed that I got in the pre-sale for Nashville tickets. No, and I have and to you go. Love Nashville too. I love Nashville and I love Taylor Swift. So I okay. So tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. I'm gonna be online. Bestie, I'm gonna have to let you know how it goes. I'm not sure. Keep us posted, please. I have, I have money ready to go. This is their Christmas. I'm like, we'll go get a hotel. I mean, oh, it's gonna be amazing. I, I, fingers crossed. Your fingers crossed. It works out. I've I don't know. got fingers, toes, eyeballs please. crossed for you. Oh my god. Yeah, I see them all crossed right now, including your eyes. So I we'll can't. see. We'll see. I don't know. I'm excited, though, with the opportunity. Maybe, oh, maybe, good, maybe we get pre-sale good, tickets good, tomorrow. Good. I'm so excited for you. You're such a good mama. We went through, like, the first hurdle. The first hurdle was qualifying for pre-sale. I know, so we'll but see. you're just the best mama ever. I love you so much. Beautiful girls that would love to see her in concert. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, Taylor Swift, great. Um the other th- here's a here's a totally random story, and then this is, this one will we'll end it on because it's it's pretty interesting, but funny, <laughs> awkward. With so a question mark, my, but I want my hear youngest it. daughter and I always see the weirdest things together, and we we have the thing where we look at each other and we say we see the weirdest things together because it only happens when her and I are together. Of course, this is weird and tragic. We were driving home tonight, and we took this, like, back way because I had to go to the craft store to get her something for her play costume. Mm-hmm. And I come over this hill, and I see this skunk in the middle of the road just waddling his sweet ass down the middle of my lane. His like, sweet ass. His sweet little striped ass. Just do, 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 do. no hurry. No. But I was going 
45 miles an hour. Minnie, they hit it, did you? I, he was in the middle of my lane, so I really tried to put my tires, keep them safe, right? <clears throat> thunk, 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 hit the skunk. I'm not like this story anymore. <laughs> well, as much as I don't like animal harm, my car stinks like a motherfucker right now. <laughs> so we we pass and we go for like a mile and, and uh, Sophia's like shaking seeds. <laughs> my youngest goes, "Is it gonna smell?" I'm like, "Well, I don't think he had time to spray before that happened." Nope, we might have, must have hit his little spray sack or whatever that there is in there. And a mile later, we're like, holy cow, <laughs> our whole car smells like skunk. Oh, no. Okay, so we make our way to the craft store. We get out of our car, and we're like, oh, it's even worse outside. <laughs> Someone walks by our car, like two young daughter, like two young teenagers, and they're like, oh, do you smell skunk? And we're like, oh, my God, it's so bad. It smells like it's like embedded in my tires. So then we immediately go for a car wash. Because there's a car wash place by our house. And so it smells like bubblegum skunk now. It's like bubblegum. Bubble is worse than just skunk, I feel like. It's, my car smells like bubblegum skunk because it had like a scented wash. And then they like scrub the tires. But now it's like bubblegum skunk. I par- I did not park the car in the garage tonight. It's sitting outside. It is awful. I don't know how out, long. Man. You gotta air it out. I don't know how long it takes to get the skunk smell off of tires. I'm sorry for that little skunk. I do not mean to hurt you. I was really trying to go over you, but it was over a hill. I didn't have time to stop. I was just Mindy, oh, you're such tragic. a nasty person. I tried everything I could. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't but now my my car smells, and so there's that. I'm sorry, Morty and Grace. Thank you so much for sharing your dreams with us. Amazing. Oh, so good, so good. We had such a good episode. Thank like, you. Everything was moving slowly in both those dreams, the, like the Jello hallway and the wine. Every the Jello sinkhole. and the wine. It was all ah, so good. <laughs> thank you, thank you, and yes. thank you, Bestie. For being such a fan of the show. We love you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And we'll be back with you next week. But until then, sweet sweet dreams, bitches. bitches. (laughs) We got it. You were like, bitches. You were like, bitches. (laughs) 